the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Media. Good morning, you're listening to Wake Up. On this beautiful Monday morning, you are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Damien Collado and David Dawson. Hey guys, happy Monday. Hey, hey. hey happy Monday hey. is right. Hope y'all had a good weekend. How about you, Pete? Really, really nice weekend. The weather was nice. It was very pleasant. Got a lot done. What I hear is today, what we're feeling right now, Damien, is the warmest we're no, gonna feel it'll for a warm while. up a little more. Will it really? Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. For, for Baton Rouge, not so much as everyone else. Ah, okay. Uh, okay. But it, it's not going to be in the 70s for very long. Really? Yeah. All right. I'll Here tell it you comes. more about that. Here it comes. Yeah. yeah. Gabby, you doing okay, too? Yeah, I'm doing good. I mean, the cold weather is coming, so it is what it is. But no, I'm actually doing really well. I had a great weekend. Ready for a great week. That's <laughs> right. Heck, I thought with Halloween tomorrow, you would be all excited. Pumpkin and oh, up and I love Halloween, you guys. Yeah, you right. We were at some parties, trick or treating over the weekend, and it continues tomorrow. So yeah, yeah. of course, okay. I'm all about well, that. <laughs> well, we'll get more into the holiday spirit as the day goes on. In the meantime, we'd like to begin our show with a prayer. And today, being the feast day of Saint Alphonsus Rodriguez, we'll offer up a prayer on his behalf in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh God, in the faithful service of our brother Alphonsus, you have shown us the way to joy and peace. Make us ready and watchful companions of Jesus, who became the servant of all, and now lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. St. Al, pray for amen. us. Yes, we will learn more about our saying of the day later on in today's show, but we have some events in our listening area we will give you details about at 10 after. Also, just a quick note in case you're just listening and you have to go because you're running late on this Monday morning. Today's the last day to purchase your Catholic Van Night reservations. We will give you more details later on uh, during the show today. In 18 minutes, Eileen Harvison joins us. She is the executive director of the Cynical on the Lake Retreat Center in Metairie. She'll be giving us an update on the mini retreats. And I'm curious to learn about the Women of Manresa retreats because those are being held at the retreat center in Metairie. Mm -hmm. And those are very popular. So looking forward to hearing from Eileen today. In 35 minutes, Alan Migliorato joins us. He's a co-author of Failing Forward, Leadership Lessons for Catholic Teens Today. And every Monday, he joins us to talk about raising Catholic teens in today's world. It's always a wonderful and interesting conversation with Alan and Damien. So looking forward to that as always. And in 48 minutes, Bryce Newman joins us. He's a cancer survivor and founder of the Miracle at Manchester Foundation. And he's talking about the power of prayer and his miraculous story. Mm-hmm. You guys, his story is absolutely incredible. It was a and good movie. I can't movie. wait for him to share with yeah. our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. I had a chance to watch the movie. If you yeah. haven't, it's really, really good. Yeah. yeah. Well... Yeah. Uh, 
Be careful out there because there's a chance you may also see some fog today, huh. at least some patchy fog as you drive to work. Uh, we'll have cloudy skies throughout the day. The cool front is making its way into our area and should be here by uh, late afternoon, early evening. High 75, low 46. Only a slight chance of rain. Winds, though, are going to be blowing at 10 to 20 miles an hour out of the north, and that's going to keep temperatures pretty chilly. Tomorrow, in fact, the highs are going to be in the 60s and the lows in the 30s. Whoa. Tuesday and Wednesday, in fact, the high is only going to be 62 for tomorrow Whoa. and Wednesday. So dress warmly for trick-or-treating <laughs> tomorrow night. And the winds will remain out of the north at 10 to 20. So it's going to be breezy to go along with that. Temperatures in and around the area, 66 in Covington and Homa Thibodeau, 72 in New Orleans, 65 in Baton Rouge. It's 5 after on Wake Up. A good Monday to you. I'm Father Chris Decker. Today's gospel is taken from Luke chapter 13. Jesus was teaching in a synagogue on the Sabbath, and a woman was there who for 18 years had been crippled by a spirit. She was bent over, completely incapable of standing erect. When Jesus saw her, he called to her and said, Woman, you are set free of your infirmity. He laid his hands on her, and she at once stood up straight and glorified God. But the leader of the synagogue, indignant that Jesus had cured on the Sabbath, said to the crowd in reply, There are six days when work should be done. Come on those days to be cured, not on the Sabbath day. The Lord said to him in reply, Hypocrites, does not each one of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his ass from the manger and lead it out for watering? This daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound for eighteen years now, ought she not to have been set free on the Sabbath day from this bondage? When he had said this, all of his adversaries were humiliated, and the whole crowd rejoiced at the splendid deeds done by him. We've heard the gospel, and now we reflect. While he was teaching in a synagogue on a Sabbath, Jesus noticed a woman who was bent over from a demonic malady that had inflicted her for 18 years. Her pitiable condition moved the heart of Jesus, who cured her by his touch and his words. The woman and the ordinary people were delighted. But the ruler of the synagogue was so angry with Jesus, he indirectly criticized Jesus by publicly reprimanding the people. There are six days when work should be done. Come on those days to be cured, not on the Sabbath day. <laughs> Jesus could not allow this distortion to go unchallenged. So he energetically censured this utterly warped interpretation of the Sabbath rest. The whole meaning of the law was founded on love and an intimate relationship with God. For God said, I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice, the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. Jesus called him a hypocrite. St. John Chrysostom commented, he had the face of one who observed the law carefully, but the mind and cunning and envy, which is the mind of Satan. Jesus exposed the absurdity of this man's thinking. He would readily justify leading his ox to water on the Sabbath, but rejected the healing of a daughter of Abraham who was tortured by Satan. In the words of St. Bede, the synagogue ruler had so twisted the law 
that he justified that the healing of human beings was of less importance than the care of cattle. The simple reality is this. There is no more fitting day to heal someone from the influence of Satan than on the Sabbath, because the Sabbath rest looks to our ultimate destiny when we find rest in God for all eternity. For Christians, the Sabbath, now Sunday, is also the most fitting time to renew our family bond with God and through Jesus to strengthen the ties with our human family. These should be our first priorities on Sunday and not football. Have a wonderful day. This is Jimmy Sagers. Man, not football. That's a, that's a <laughs> reflection uh, the Houdat Nation needs to hear every now and then. <laughs> in the meantime, we've got some things we want to share with you. In particular, Catholic Man Night is coming up next week, and we are excited about our special event. It's our annual fundraiser where Catholic men get together and have fellowship, food, cigars, and a great talk. And we only have 17 tickets left. So if you've been holding back, now's the time to sign up. Uh, It's going to be November 8th. So that's next Wednesday. It will be at Chef John Foles' White Oak Estate and Gardens. And that's here in Baton Rouge. And it's going to be a great night. $125 if you'd like to go to the event. If you want to become a Fraternity of the Leaf member, you actually get to come an hour early, kind of like a little patron's party, sample some of John Foltz's uh, concoctions that he makes in his distillery on on the uh, estate and gardens that he has there. And so we get to socialize. You'll also get to meet ahead of time our guest speaker, Mike Fulmer, owner of Berryland Campers, and he's a dynamic speaker and individual. So I give you a chance to, to meet him in advance. And if you haven't signed up yet, now's your chance. we got a QR code on the screen. Those of you watching uh, in New Orleans as well as on uh, Catholic Life TV in Baton Rouge, put your phone up to that. It'll take you right to the website. Or you can go to ccmedia.live and look for registration for Catholic Man Night. But it's going to be a great event. And today's it. It's it. Today's it because we have to get yep. that head count. So, uh, and I know how a lot of guys I know are. You know, we wait till the, oh, I guess I better well, go. I, I noticed. Yeah. people were uh, registering over the weekend yes yes so uh, yeah. it's not that's, too late you just right. have until the end of today to do it yep this is it all right the university of holy cross invites members of all faith and denominations from new orleans to area to its algiers campus for an annual prayer breakfast on friday november the 10th at 7 30 and this event will be held in the morrow center um with uh, this year's keynote speaker being kevin avon or avon Aben, uh, headmaster at Stewart Hall School for Boys and UHC alumnus. Tickets for the annual prayer breakfast start at $60 and are available online. For details, go to ccmedia.live. Yes, well, first Saturday devotion in the Diocese of Biloxi will take place this Saturday, November 4th at St. Mary's Church Parish in Woolmarket. Exposition of the Blessed Sacrament will be at 9.45 a.m., followed by the Rosary at 10 a.m., Mass at 11, and confessions will be available during this time. A potluck lunch, those are the best, Mm -hmm. with refreshments, will follow. (laughs) You can go to ccmedia.live for more information. 
All righty, and just got a reminder from Father Jason Palermo, St. Joseph Catholic Church and French Settlement. They're having their sweet potato sale today oh. from 2.30 Ooh. until 6. So today and today only, oh. you can get a 40-pound box of sweet potatoes for 28 bucks. <laughs> Again, wow. you're good for the Saint, winter. St. Joseph Catholic Church and French Settlement. There's going to be a lot of sweet potato pies man, being baked. Man, that is sweet, that is good timing. Fries. See if I can squeeze this one in. The first <laughs> annual St. Joseph's Academy Pickleball Tournament is going to take place Friday. Yes, Pickleball. Friday and Saturday, December 1st and 2nd at the Academy Student Center and Activity Center, sponsored by the SJA Alumni Association. Pickleball. Very good. I actually watched yeah. it played yesterday. It sounded yeah. like popcorn. Yeah, there's yeah. even uh, Drew Brees <laughs> even has a professional pickleball team. Oh, come of all on. things. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's becoming a hot commodity, so to speak. All right. Well, yeah. we have uh, Aileen Harbison coming up. She's here with the executive director of the Senecal and Lake Retreat Center in Metairie. Coming up next on Wake Up. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for October 30th. Today we celebrate St. Alphonsus Rodriguez. Tragedy and challenge beset today's saint early in life, but Alphonsus Rodriguez found happiness and contentment through simple service and prayer. Born in Spain in 1533, Alphonsus inherited his family's textile business at 23. Within the space of three years, his wife, daughter, and mother had died and business was poor. Reassessing his life, Alphonsus sold the business and moved into his sister's home with his young son. There he learned the discipline of prayer and meditation. Years later, at the death of his son, Alphonsus sought to join the Society of Jesus. At a disadvantage because of his poor education, he applied twice before being admitted. For 45 years, he served as doorkeeper at the Jesuits' college in Majorca. When not at his post, he was almost always at prayer, though he often encountered difficulties and temptations. His holiness and prayerfulness attracted many to him, including Peter Claver, then a Jesuit seminarian. A couple of centuries later, another fellow Jesuit, poet Gerard Manley Hopkins, made Alphonsus the subject of one of his poems. Regarded as the patron saint of Majorca, Alphonsus died in 1617. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. It is 19 past the hour. You are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Damian Colado and David Dawson. Eileen Harbison now joins us. She's our first guest today, and she's also the executive director of the Cynical on the Lake Retreat Center in Metairie. Good morning, Eileen. Thanks for being with us today. Good morning, Gabby. Thanks for having me. I'm excited today. <laughs> We well, have, we're excited uh, to have really, you join us. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. We have some really amazing <laughs> things going on through uh, God's goodness at the Seneca on the Lake, which has been known as the Seneca when the Seneca sisters ran the retreat center. Then when the Archdiocese purchased it, it was the Archdiocese of New Orleans Retreat Center, which was a mouthful. And now we are the Seneca on the Lake, our advisory board, um, spent time in prayer and reflection we feel like it reflects our location, being on Lake Pontchartrain, but also uh, kind of gives a little bit of respect and homage to the sisters who built the great foundation that we stand on today. So um, one of the things that's happened is because 
we are um, offering different things, including our new Women of Manresa program. We're getting more retreats, mm-hmm. and so we are actually in the middle of a redesign of a wing of our second floor, and we'll be adding new bedrooms, a new meeting space, and an additional chapel to our building. So we are mm-hmm. just thrilled about that. Wow. Well, and I'm so glad that you're joining us because so many people are wondering how they can become closer to our Lord and retreats are a wonderful opportunity for that. Let's talk about some of the things that are coming up, but uh, the Women of Manresa retreats, that has been quite a popular one for a while. And I want to talk about what goes on in those retreats. What makes them so unique and so popular? Absolutely. So last January, we opened up probably about six or eight retreats, and they filled up within, I would say, the first month. And so we've continued to add them. And coming up this January, we will be at 16 retreats. The format is exactly the same as the Manresa retreats that are held in Convent, Louisiana. So we have Mm -hmm. Jesuit presenters, either priests, and we have... um, Brother Huck, who is the director of Manresa, who will be giving the retreat in December. And they start off um, with just time to get to know the other retreatants, as well as the presenter, dinner, and then the first session begins on Thursday evening or on Sunday evening. So there are four days, three nights, and they um, are silent once that first session starts. And it's an opportunity for people to encounter Jesus through the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius of Loyola, which is really, you know, for hundreds of years been just a tried and true way for us to sort of get in touch with the Lord and have that real relationship. You know what I mean? Not just like reading about yeah. him or hearing about him, but to really encounter him, which is our mission at the Seneca on the Lake, is to help people to encounter Jesus. So over the course of those days, you have the opportunity to receive the sacraments, Mass is offered every day, um, the Sacrament of Reconciliation, oh. to meet with the director of the retreat one-on-one for some spiritual direction, as well as going to the actual sessions where the exercises are explored. And then we end on the fourth day with, you know, Mass and lunch, and then um, people seem very anxious to sign up for the next year to come back. Uh. I'll bet. Wow, yeah. Well, how how early should people or should women sign up for those retreats? Well, actually, we've added five for 2024, and they are the only ones that have space right now available. Gosh. So, um, so the first one that has an opening is in March. Um, that's Father Richard Bueller, who did a retreat for us already um, in 2023. It was quite popular. But anyway, so I would say if this is something that women are interested in, but it sounds like something they may just want to explore, please go to our website, which is neworleansretreats.com, and take a look at the Women of Manresa section on our homepage. They can start reading about it, start praying about it, and then sign up Mm. soon if they would like to um, to get one of those spots. I can only imagine because in in, uh, in the the men's retreats, you know, the men's retreats, uh, Manresa retreats. I mean, they're, they're booked away in advance. So if y'all yeah. are like that, I mean, I'm sure it's a wonderful problem to have, isn't it? It really is. And, you know, women would like to be able to come the same weekend every year, which is what our traditional retreats, that's what our um, 
our women have been doing, you know, some of them have been coming for 40 years the same weekend every mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm. Um, we're oh. not quite there yet like Manresa is because we are dependent on finding the presenters, but we're getting there. And ah. we can at least, say, if you came in September this year, come back in September next year and that yeah. kind of thing. But we hope to get there. So, um, yeah, really, I that's you will. Just one of the the many things that, that God is doing for us. We have um, a series yeah. called Women of Grace which is um, a series of days of prayer, and we have some speakers who, and presenters who haven't uh, been with us before. So we started with Sister Judy last week, Sister Judy Gamilla, but Sister Martha Moss, mm-hmm. who's the daughter of St. Paul, is doing one on November 7th. And this is really exciting. We have one of the Senecal sisters I've been um, communicating with and inviting the Seneca sisters to come back. And so one of them, Sister Kathy Scott, is going to give a day of prayer in April. So we're really thrilled about that. So people that knew the sisters when they were here have an opportunity to reconnect. Um, We have Dr. Susie Vetters, Amy MacGyver, who teaches high school theology, Jan Tate, Claire Gallagher, um, and Liz Reno, all these different women coming to share either about a woman from Scripture, a saint, or how God has worked in their own life. Wow. So we're pretty excited about that nice. as well. Well, Eileen, yeah. another event that I saw on your website that I think is important to mention is one coming up on November 15th called Surviving the Holidays. As we get into that time of year, <laughs> it could be quite difficult for many. So <laughs> uh, let's kind of talk about let's talk about that because uh, it can be a trying time for many. It really is. I, you know, I, I lost my daughter a couple of years ago. Um, it'll be two years this mm-hmm. November 11th. Oh, and um, so, yeah, you know, but, but God is good, and he gives us these ways, I guess, to continue to have hope. My favorite scripture verse is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. You know, I have plans for your well-being, not your destruction. Yeah. And so Jewel Bahi, mm-hmm. who is um, head of grief ministry for the Archdiocese, works with us in presenting different opportunities, a retreat in August, this surviving the holidays in November. So what people, um, I think, who maybe aren't in a grief process at the moment might forget sometimes is that it's really hard for us Mm. to handle the things that seem like happy times for everybody, you know, Christmas, Thanksgiving. Um, I'll be honest with you, there are times when I don't even want to celebrate the holidays right. because it's just too painful mm-hmm. to remember that somebody's not seated at that table. Yeah. So what Jewel yeah. is going to do, uh, it's a morning, it's it's free, there's no charge. Um, it's, she's going to spend some time with us talking about practical ways to get through it. And, you know, one of the things she says is day by day. You know, you can't look too far ahead and try to, to, to cope and manage all of that ourselves. We have to trust God. But these, these family mm-hmm. gatherings, these challenging calendars during the holidays, um, we really are going to have some, some practical strategies on November 15th. So we really want to encourage people to take that time for themselves, those three hours, and just say, I'm going to give myself to God. I'm going to give myself to this opportunity to, um, to help face these difficult times. Eileen, are there still openings and for it, that one? Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. And in fact, we can take up to like 100 people Good. for that Good. one. Okay. So um, wow. we want we want as many people as possible. One of the things that's interesting is Jewel is actually going to be taking these kinds of workshops to some of the um, funeral homes. They're asking her to come and put on these oh, programs wow, as well. So, yeah, so I mean, it's an opportunity for evangelization for us, but also, you know, for people to be kind of met where they are, you know, in those moments. So. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that, is there an age group, else. or is it open? Is it open to everyone, Eileen? I think this is something that could be very beneficial for many. Right. It, it is actually open to everyone. We have monthly grief support at the Seneca on the Lake, and we do do two groups. One is for anyone who's lost a child of any age, um, and then another group for just anyone who's lost anyone in their lives, you know, that they care about a friend, a spouse. So, um, but this particular event is for all ages. If it, if it gets large enough, we'll, you know, we'll break into possibly two groups, but um, but right now, plenty of um, openings, and really want to invite people to consider that. Amazing, Eileen. Uh, we're running out of time, but the good news is is that you will be joining us monthly to give us opportunities to take a look at some retreats happening over the beautiful grounds of the Senegal. So definitely take a look at those. But where can we go to find out more information on these retreats coming up, and take a look at what you do? Yes, I'm looking forward to speaking with y'all every week. So, I mean, excuse me, every month. So it's called NewOrleansRetreats.com. And um, there's lots of information about coming events on the homepage, easy to, um, to access the different things we'll be offering. And I'm, I'm very grateful for this opportunity. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Eileen Harbison, Executive Director of the Cynical on the Lake Retreat Center in Metairie. Thank you so much for being with us today. All right. Have a great day. You that's, too. Uh, that's, that's NewOrleansRetreats.com, you guys. That's great that, that that's there, that they got mm-hmm. it going again, you know. Yeah. And boy, did yeah. they get it going again. It seems to be, it seems mm-hmm. to be jumping. A lot of different yeah, opportunities definitely. for sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Um, yeah. That, that grief one is, uh, a lot of people had, had loved ones pass away this year for some reason. Yeah. It just seemed yeah. Uh, yeah. more prevalent. Maybe it's my age. Or maybe but, it's just our circle. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But I, I seem to notice the same thing. You yeah. know, folks going through a lot of mm-hmm. difficult times right now. Well, definitely uh, take a look at that. They have so many wonderful things. The grounds are absolutely beautiful. So definitely take a look at their calendar and see which one you would want to go to. Alan Migliorato will join us when we return from the from the break. We're talking about raising Catholic teens in today's world. It is half past the hour on Wake Up. Happy Monday, everyone. It is 35 after the hour on this Monday morning, October 30th, the day before Halloween and uh, two days before All that. Saints Day. I better go buy and, some candy. Uh, you you, you might want to do that. Either that or keep the lights out at your house, <laughs> one or the other, you know, and be yeah. here. No, I'm going to have fun. I just got to remember. Uh, get the candy. Okay. Yeah, you know what's left over at the stores? Boy, the kids are going to be disappointed in me. Smarties. Not really. Smarties. I, I think they're. I, I, I got it. bought our candy last night, as a matter of fact. <laughs> raisins, yes. So, okay. Well, Please let's get back to the home. topic at hand. <laughs> okay. And that happens to be Alan Migliorato. He's our guest this morning, as he is always on Monday mornings. And he is the author of Failing Forward Leadership Lessons for Catholic Teens Today. Interesting topic. I was thinking over the weekend, uh, you know, some of the things we needed to chat about, in particular, uh, looking at the mess that's going on in and around the world when we see the conflict between Israel and Hamas and what's going on in Ukraine and Russia. I thought I'd broach the subject to Alan about our teens as to what they think about wars and conflicts since they probably haven't seen a whole lot of that Mm. uh, in their day and age so far. Alan, good morning, and what are your thoughts? 
Hey, good morning, guys. Always happy to be here with you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this this is one of those topics that uh, I think parents rush in to try to explain without asking questions first. Mm. You know, I was I was kind of you kind of relate this to seeing somebody on the side of the road and they, you know, they got a flat tire and you you pull over and you don't say anything to them. You just kind of change their tire for them quick and you say, "Hey, have a good day." And you drive off and a couple hours later you're on your way back. You still see them on the side of the road. And you pull over and you're like, hey, I fixed your tire. Why didn't you? Why didn't you leave? And they're like, well, I'm out of gas. You know, like that. <laughs> it's true. The, yeah. the tire was a problem. The yeah. tire was a problem, but it wasn't the only problem. And I appreciate you pulling over and trying, but that wasn't what I had going on. So I think that we do that with our teens as we rush in and we go, look, there's evil people out there, and there's going to be bad things, and God's not going to allow it to happen to us. And don't worry, everything's going to be okay. I'll talk to you later. And the kids are like, oh my gosh, like. That that's not what I'm worried about, you know, and that's not what I was hearing. Or what are you talking about? What war? And and a lot of times, you know, like we we assume that our kids know things. So the very first thing that my my tip would be is to ask your kids what they know. Have you heard? What have you heard about the war? Have, are your friends talking about? It? Are they talking about the war in school, or something to get the conversation started? And then be quiet. And and that we need to learn to do that in prayer too, by the way. But just listen, you know, just. Just listen to what our kids have to say. Let them guide the conversation. They may know more than you know than you think they know. They also may have no idea about the war. Right. And so, at, let them ask questions. You know, and it's obviously age appropriate. Mm-hmm. I remember being being very little and asking, you know, my mom, like, well, why would she was telling me, you know, don't when you're in a grocery store, you need to stare it by my side. And I had to have been like seven or eight, and I remember, I remember asking her, like, well, why would somebody want to take me? You know, and she was like, well, there, you know, people make bad choices, honey. And I like, I was saying like, well, don't they understand that God's going to get them in, in the end? Like, you know, and that was one of the things like she let me guide that conversation, you know, and she said, well, people don't always put God first. That's why it's important to keep prayer. Hmm. And I think that was a great conversation. Like, and she didn't just kind of tell me, you know, the, all of the horrible things that people do. Because a lot, it's like uh, when kids asking a question about our faith, and we quench that thirst with a fire hose, and it ends up shoving them across the room, and they don't want to hear it anymore. Yeah, so I'll, we've got to let you know little bits. Yeah, I love the fact that you listen and be quiet, and then find out where that information is coming from. Uh, because I think it's important to find out who is informing them or influencing them, where they're getting their subject matter from. Uh, in their geopolitical beliefs, if they even have them. But I'm talking about teens in particular, especially the ones going to college. Yeah, well, we know where those, those a lot of those opinions are coming from. A lot of professors don't uh, have the same moral code that we hope that our kids are going to be surrounded with. And, and, and that's at every college. Um, and the, one of the things that I always caution parents about, too, is make sure that we're not uh, influencing with prejudice. You know, I remember in the in, in the 80s where the Iran uh, Iraq contrasting was was happening and the war was happening there, and where everybody hated you know the Iranians, and it's like oh my gosh, like even if they just look Iranian, we're going to hate them, and that's a horrible thing to do because we can't mm-hmm. clump a whole group of people. There are innocent people, you know, everywhere, mm-hmm. and even like you think about the Vietnam War, like everybody hated all the Vietnamese. It's like why would you do that? It's not all of the Vietnamese. You shouldn't hate anybody. We need to pray for our enemies and pray for you know, those who wrong us, first and foremost, those are the ones that need God's love and mercy. And don't underestimate the power of prayer. And so we leave our kids, as we're talking to them, we want to make sure we're leaving them with a sense of hope. And, and you've got you to kind of gauge your kids' 
emotions. If they're seeming super anxious about what you're saying, back off a little. If they're more curious, then you can share a little bit more information, but always bring God into that conversation. And I always tell kids, listen, let's pray for these people. And they're like, sometimes you get the eye roll. They're like, okay, well, what can we do to help? Well, we can pray first and foremost, because don't underestimate the power of prayer and don't roll your eyes at what God can do, Mm -hmm. because he'll amaze you. You know, and pray for pray for those people over there, and then pray for the helpers. Pray for the people who are keeping us safe, who are bringing things to that country to help them. Let's pray for everybody, you know, and and just ask God to to touch their hearts and soften their hearts, and watch what God can do. Yeah, and uh, quite often, you know, they they may bring up the the challenge uh, from a spiritual perspective. Well, why are they even fighting? Let's just take. Israel and Hamas right now. Israel has said their goal is to wipe Hamas off the face of the earth. And no, yet we I, I think it was the other way around. Israel right. said they were going to wipe Hamas oh, I thought, I thought off the Hamas, face of the earth. Oh, I thought Hamas said that about it. They probably did, they did. say that about Israel. I'm, I'm just right. saying what Netanyahu gotcha. said recently. Okay. Uh, okay. But knowing that, let's just assume that's their thought process. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a, a, a teen who's not involved with the war may say, well, you know, in Scripture it just said we should love our enemies, and we also should turn the other cheek. Uh, boy, that 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 gets a little tough to mm. explain to to your teenager, uh, mm. you know, when, when you're trying to explain war in, at, at the same time. I think it's an opportunity for us to show that we have uh, the power of free will. You know, like God gives us the opportunity to make choices to show that, you know, that we have him in our minds first and foremost. And the fact that if you have a teenager who's bringing something up and says, you know, the Scripture says to love your neighbor, that's awesome. First of all, celebrate that, because they brought that up, and they see that there's something wrong. Mm. But God is not allowing, not, not making these things to happen. The people are making these things happen. And if God wasn't in our lives, only bad things would happen. And we need to concentrate on the power of Letting, letting our kids say, yes, that's wrong. Like, validate their feelings. That, those actions are wrong. It doesn't mean that person is a horrible person or that they're going to hell, but they've made a horrible decision, and it's affecting others. So that's the person we need to pray for. Those are the people we need to lift up in prayer. The, the most in need of thy mercy is the ones that we need to keep in prayer. Mm. You're right about right, that, and right. and praying is critical. And I believe that uh, you, if if your teen isn't praying with you as a, as a family, uh, now's a good time to do it. That, as you said, it's a perfect example. And you should also challenge, uh, you, you know, your your children to to start praying and give them this is a good reason to do that. And when it comes to loving your neighbor. You know that that's what this is all about. When you when it's all said and done, if we were to love one another and and eliminate hate, then we wouldn't have to worry about war and conflict. Uh, Alan, any last thoughts or recommendations when it comes to having a discussion about this type of uh, subject uh, to our teens? Keep it relative. You know, talk about with your kids about hey, who's somebody you don't like? You know, at school, maybe you could pray for them or somebody that really gets under your skin. Like you don't, you don't want anything bad to happen to them, or maybe you do. But let's pray for that person and encourage your friends to do the same thing. Because if they can start doing that in their circles, then they can see the bigger circles and do the same thing. Amen. Ripple effect. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Keep yeah. God fo- uh, as our primary focus all right alan if they want more information or uh want to pick up your book where do they go buddy 
uh, adventurecatholic.com, or you can find me on Facebook at Adventure Catholic, or we just started our new Instagram page, adventurecatholicfl.com. Ah, yeah. Oh, no, just All Adventure right. Catholic. Nice. I'm so old. It's on the face page. <laughs> I just always get it wrong. It's on the Insta. Insta. There you go. All right, my brother. Well, we'll have you back next Monday. Fortunately, we won't have to go to Instagram to do it. All right. Thanks for being with us. Have a good week. All right. God bless. Bryce Newman is next coming up on Wake Up, so don't go too far. We'll be back after the break. Forty-eight past the hour, you are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm David Dawson, along with Gabby Smith and Damian Collado. We're going to be talking to our guest shortly, uh, Bryce Newman. He is a cancer survivor and a founder of Miracle at Manchester Foundation. And when I learned about this, it's like, hey, I saw that movie. And y'all, if you haven't seen the movie, it's really, really good because uh, it, it it tells the story of Bryce and how he did survive mm-hmm. cancer, but it was really how it came about, how the survival mm-hmm. of the cancer came about. And it, it, it's, just, it's just amazing, uh, all the things that yeah. he had gone through and all the things that he'd suffered through, his family and everything. So it's, it's, it's a good movie. It gives you hope, and it also gives you yep. encouragement about your own faith and, and hope, right? It talks about the power of prayer, coming together as a family, intercessory prayer, and just that God can do the, make miracles (laughs) in the impossible situations. Anything is possible with God is what this movie, it's absolutely inspiring. No, it it really is. So I recommend it. It's out now. Uh, um, It it was at the theaters, but right now I know it's available to watch online. And I was able to do that. uh, I believe I, I watched it through Amazon Prime. Uh, I haven't checked the other nice. sources, but uh, I, I highly recommend it, y'all, because it's entertaining. It's a good family movie, and you know what? It's not cheesy because mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of movies out there, you know, especially when you know you're talking about mm-hmm. m- miraculous results and everything, and it's like, you know, I, the intention is fantastic, but the cheese factor's there, and you know, and it's, it's kind of tough to get through the acting and the things, you know. Yeah. But this one's. This one's darn good. I think I think they did a, a real good job, and and I, I believe you have some, you know, great stars in it and such. So uh, anyway, we do have Bryce on the line. Uh, good morning, Bryce. Good morning. Hey, it is good to have you with us. I was just talking you up, and uh, you know what? I pretty much did the whole interview. So thanks for joining us. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, Bryce. You know what? Before I, I, I was telling everybody how wonderful the movie was. I really thoroughly enjoyed the movie, and I was very moved by one particular scene. But before I do that, why don't we just give an overview? Tell us your story. Yeah. So let's see. So it was the, uh, the summer going into my sophomore year at the Cathedral Catholic High School in San Diego. And um, I, I just got finished wrapping up my baseball season where we won our first uh, championship for the school. And uh, I was obviously going into the summer um, being happy that I wasn't a freshman anymore. And uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah. I, got, uh, and then I um, started getting these are pretty debilitating migraines um, that uh, kept me from missing multiple practices, and uh, which was the thing that I rarely did. And uh, after, I don't know, the third or fourth practice in a row that I had to miss, um, my dad took me to the hospital where, um, you know, finally they, they 
told me that I had to do testing, and after the testing came back, um, they let me know that I had to do brain surgery in about six hours because I think it was at two in the morning. So, um, yeah, wow. no, that was my diagnosis of cancer. Yeah, um, yeah. And, uh well, you know, and on, you over. I mean, yeah. you're you're an overall athlete. You 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 were involved in all kind of sports from from, from what I uh, could tell. And then uh, this all happened during the baseball season, right? It was yeah, it was it was your baseball yeah. season when when that happened. I know you you had just gone through your football season, and so you were a rather healthy individual. So this must have been quite a shock to you. Yeah, yeah, I, I I pretty much played every sport with a ball in it. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean, uh, what kept you going? Because as I was noticing in the movie and everything, you had a very positive attitude about things. What, what, what talk about that? What kept you going? Uh, I think just always uh, growing up with uh, being around sports, being in the athletic mindset of um, you know my my coaches always told me when I had. Uh, when I had, um, you know, a strikeout in baseball or something bad in baseball that I had to flip the page and just continue and keep going. So I think that was, that was the, the reason for me. Um, I just had to flip the page and, uh, kind of forget about it and, uh, and just, just move on. That's in the past. I can't change it. I can just do what I can do yeah. going forward. Well, I, I can tell you the most moving part of the movie, uh, it was really the power of prayer throughout this entire thing. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. Talk about uh, who prayed for you and how all this came about. Yeah, that was such a special moment. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, like I was saying, I went to Cathedral Catholic High School, and uh, we at, at a Catholic high school, we do a prayer. Um, us, for us, it was about once a week. For others, different. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it was after my second brain surgery, um, the outcome that my tumor was starting to grow again slowly but surely and uh Gracious. you know the outcome wasn't looking great so i was accepted to go to this uh experimental trial down in florida mm-hmm. and uh we were my family and i we were packing up to leave for that and my high school called me up um and they asked me if i wanted to kind of say any like goodbyes to my friends or anything like that and um so I, of course i was like yeah yeah sure yeah and um so i went to my high school and they surprised me with a prayer um and uh, they so they held a prayer for me at manchester stadium that's why the movie's called or the movie's called miracle in manchester right and um yeah they, they held a prayer but that, that's- yeah it was a it was surreal. It, it, well, the scene was surreal, and I, I saw an actual picture, and it's like it didn't look like they took any liberties yeah. in the movie. It was the actual scene of how they prayed over you. Now, this is the second time. You already had gone through surgery and everything, so so you probably weren't in the greatest shape when they when, when you came to be prayed over, right? Right, correct. Yeah, I was in I was in a wheelchair. Really couldn't walk. Uh-huh. Um, and it was funny because our, our our high school campus is a pretty walkable place. You have to you have to walk. Uh-huh, um, okay. So yeah, it was it was funny. Now, when you were there, and when those students and uh, the whole crowd there was 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 praying over you, did you feel anything? Yeah. Um, don't the way I the way I describe it best is. Uh, like you take clothes out immediately out of the dryer and you put them on, you get that kind of like warm yeah, embrace kind yeah. of feeling. Right. Um, or like, yeah, so that, that's, 
because it was kind of a overcast. I mean, it was San Diego, but it was kind of an overcast day. So yeah. it was chilly. I was just getting done with our chemotherapy for the week or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I, I was thin. I was, I was always shivering. And, uh, for some reason I just stopped shivering. And then I had that warm kind of embrace feeling. My goodness. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, anyway, I'm, I don't want to give too much away, but, I mean, it is called miracles, so we do, we, you can only surmise what the outcome was going to be, and here you are talking to us right now. It's, it's a great movie of hope, and, and then let's talk about your foundation. I know I only have about a minute left, but talk about your foundation and what it does. Yeah, we, do, we donate iPads to uh, children with cancer who are fighting cancer, and yeah. so our website is just www.miracle.org or miraclemanchester.org okay. and uh yeah you can you can find all the smiles and information there i know you were providing ipads for the children because you had gone through that experience yourself to where you got a whole lot of nothing to do right yes yeah exactly and so that just kind of mm-hmm. keeps them along keeps them uh keeps them busy it's very moving where are you living now uh, I'm at Texas A&M University. I'm a graduate student there. Oh, Texas A&M. All right, all right. Well, there you go. Well, Bryce Newman, thank you so much for joining us. I highly recommend folks uh, check out this movie, mo- this movie Miracle at Manchester, and uh, check out the uh, the, the cause, uh, the foundation yes. as well. Bryce Newman, thank you for joining us. Yep, thank you. All right. Okay. Well, Monday has begun. Y'all have a great day. We're going to wrap up with prayer in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, love of my soul, center of my heart, why am I not more eager to endure pains and tribulations for love of you when you, my God, have suffered so many for me? This is my joy to follow my Savior and to find my consolation with my counselor on the cross. This is my happiness. This is my pleasure to live with Jesus, to walk with Jesus, to converse with Jesus, to suffer with and for him. This is my treasure. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a wonderful Monday. God bless. Wake Up is a production of Catholic Community Media.